Welcome to Ask Allie with multi-award-winning dog trainer, Allie Smith, answering real dog questions from real dog parents. So let's shift on to rescued and cherished and hopefully I can get my thought patterns back on track. Um, and rescued and cherished basically said that they had an incident and wanted to know um, like what I would do or recommend in this sort of situation. But this one is a particularly tough one. Um, if I'm being very honest, um, and essentially, so rescued and cherished, um, user, the person behind the account, the human, <laughs> um, is a power chair user and they go on a hike with their dogs and, um, one of their dogs, uh, essentially because there were a lot of dogs running up to their dog and interrupting things and ruining training, essentially, as these things happen, even though the hike was a leashed hike or should have been a leashed zone, um, Ella, their dog, essentially just lost her ability to like deal with any remotely triggering event. So it meant that she was no longer just um, reactive towards dogs. She was suddenly reactive towards people because she was essentially trigger stacked. It's a, that is a word that, hi sausage, can you just lay down for me? We'll be done in a little while, I promise. We'll go out and play. Um, <laughs> Indy's getting impatient. Um, yeah, so what we were facing there is a trigger stack dog. The trigger stack dog is essentially just saying that they've had so many stressful events, one after the other after the other, that they've had no time to decompress and bring themselves down. So to me, I look at these things as like a, um, a graph because I used to study physics and that's how I look at everything. Um, <laughs> so essentially you've had all these little trigger stacking events that bring them higher and higher and higher until they go past the point of like basically no return. And that sort of level is where that trigger stacking becomes a real problem when you're out. And when you're out and these things are going on personally, the biggest thing I can advise is if you feel like you're getting to that point, just turn around and go home. Because especially if the hike is for your dog and not for you, you are going to limit the enjoyment that you can get out of it and you're going to limit the amount of like benefit that your dog's going to get out of it. And actually, you're just going to stress your dog out. And we don't need that. We don't need stressed dogs that are already prone to being stressed dogs. So personally, I would scrap the hike. That would be the first thing I would do. Secondly, if there is a ranger or warden or somebody that is in control of that area as a as an authority, I would start making reports of every dog and I would be that pest. I would be that Karen that goes in and I'm really sorry if your name's Karen, don't mean it in that way. But I would be that person that would email that park ranger every damn time that an unleashed dog came running up to my dog because especially seen as you are differently abled and I'm really sorry if that's not the pol politically correct term I'm not necessarily fantastic at those but I really don't mean any offense and please message me and tell me what the correct term is I would love that that'd be awesome um but because you are in a power chair and if if Ella is a service dog in any capacity I'm pretty sure that's almost criminal I'm pretty sure that a dog interfering with a service dog is some level of criminality or against the law in some thing. So if, if you can use that, use it in the email and I would become a pest and I would just say, look, this is not okay. They're interfering with me and my dog. They are 
becoming a danger, I am deeming them as dangerous dogs. And I would use keywords like that that are going to make the park ranger listen or whoever your local authority person is that you need to report this to. That would be where this would go. And I would... The other thing you can do... Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I would make a pest of myself in order to make a point. Um, and hopefully it'll do something. If you, if it doesn't seem to be doing anything, I would then approach with some, some constructive feedback and essentially say, I know that I keep reporting these things to you and I know that things aren't necessarily happening. This would be something that I would consider. Um, and there's something called the respect the lead campaign that you might want to consider introducing them to because, and it's, it's just a campaign that was set up by a lady in the UK who, um, is essentially trying to give out free resources that can be used as posters, flyers, things like that, that you might want to just see if you can get one printed up on a little sign and pick it at like the main entrances to the hiking trails. If you can, it might, it might encourage people. Okay. The other thing you can do is obviously use things like service dog bandanas and whatever, or like anxious dog bandanas, just to highlight that your dog isn't happy with other dogs. Um, these things don't necessarily obviously take that much of an effect if the owner is too far away to know. Um, for somebody who is in a power chair, I would sort of consider whether you can use something that might be deemed aversive to the other dog in order to protect yours, such as an umbrella. Um, if you can get one with the automatic button that sort of goes up and just goes pop, it can be quite scary for the other dog. And in that instance, I wouldn't be averse to using it um, because it shouldn't be happening. And if they've got a problem with it, frankly, it's the lesser of two evils and they should not be letting, they shouldn't be letting their dog run up to anybody, let alone another dog, let alone somebody in a power chair, which could cause issues for you on a trail. I mean... It's just dangerous on so many levels. So please, please, please do email your park ranger and see if you can get anything done. And I would point out every one of those dangers. Um, another thing you can do if she is totally, totally over threshold and totally incapable of... Um, muscle is another good one as an obvious sign. But the problem... So Buzz the Collie is essentially suggested that maybe using a muzzle with your reactive dog or anxious dog could be a good way to sign to other trail users that your dog is not a dog to be approached um but the hiking trails here in the u.s and i know that um rescued and cherished is based in colorado if memory serves a lot of the hiking trails here have like blind corners and and if the and by the suggestion of the question the dogs that were running were not within eyesight of their parents so a muzzle whilst great if they can see the dog is not necessarily going to get you the best thing i also not I love a muzzle, but using it as a visual cue to say, leave my dog alone is, is a, is a question I'm not sure I would actually support. Um, because it should just be a case that the dog should be left alone. You shouldn't have to muzzle train your dog. I mean, they should be muzzle trained anyway, but you shouldn't have to muzzle your dog as a signal for other people to leave them alone. That's not, well, you know, it's not necessarily in the best. Interest, not even not in the best interest but it's it's just essentially not something I'll do I would do I'll find a better way to phrase that when I come out of this live and I can actually think about my words um, sorry um, so last question 
is, oh no, sorry, um, with Rescued and Cherished, the other thing you can do to bring down a threshold is essentially take a break. If you can find yourself a little area that's off path and you can sit down, have a little bit of water, encourage them to have a sniff, encourage them to um, take a drink and just try and bring them down a notch, you can see if that works. And if it does work, great. If it doesn't work, go home. Because these sorts of things, often these situations are going to take more than a day to actually resolve. If they take more than a day to actually get your dog back down to normal, it, you're not going to get it back on a hike. So personally, I would scrap the hike. I know that sounds rubbish. You can also find different trails where people are more polite. I know that for a fact that there are like certain calibers of people in certain trails. And I realize that as a power chair user that things might be a little bit more limited um, but there still might be an avenue for you to explore there. And yeah, Maisie, the GSD has just come back and said, we find that muzzles don't always stop people. No, no, they don't. So you're on a very sort of like knife edge with that one. It may work. It may not work. And in the most instances, it's not going to work in my opinion, because people are ignorant about muzzles. People are ignorant about recall and people are not the most considerate when they're out and let alone. And that's only if they can see you is the other thing so yeah it's a very very situational thing and to be oh dear we might have a bark in a second um i think we've got delivery people so let's move on to the last one 